Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Um, check the time. If you're watching this live on YouTube, it may not, it may be the shortest Glenn Beck episode ever um, because uh, we're going to violate all of the rules and I really don't care. This is why we have blazetv.com slash Glenn. Make sure you remember that blaze.com. In fact, use blazetv.com slash midterms. Just write it down. You don't have to do it right now. Use the promo code REDWAVE. You're going to get 30 bucks off the subscription uh, right now, and you'll be able to watch all of the, uh, the election results on Tuesday. It's not going to exactly be a cable news coverage version of the election. It's going to be fun and accurate as well. So <clears throat> just good luck, YouTube viewers. Here we go. Election fraud, election interference, election rigging. YouTube still on? Get the promo code ready because uh, here we go. I don't care if the powers to be have mandated that we're not supposed to talk about things that our government is doing, i.e. election interference. I don't really care because I have something called the Bill of Rights here. And it says Amendment 1, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. But it also has the right of the people to peaceably assemble, kind of unlike what Antifa is doing. And to petition the government for a redress of grievances. I have a grievance. I think there's stuff going on that shouldn't be going on with the elections. The midterms are less than a week away. The chaos that happened the last election, there are still many states that haven't fixed the issues that caused all of the chaos. Why? Because half the country denied there's even a problem. Pennsylvania is headed for what will probably be a very close race between Dr. Oz and the Democrat that honestly has the the cognitive equivalent of a turnip, I'm just saying. But if the race comes down to mail-in ballots, again, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals has now declared that mail-in ballots, even if they do not have a handwritten date, still have to be counted. But just yesterday, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court appeared to overturn this. But the language still sounds a little hazy, so I don't know. Pennsylvania Republican David Ritter lost due to an undated ballot, a gold group of them being counted in 2021. Even though he was ahead before the undated ballots were counted, he ended up losing by five votes. Wow. And even more on Pennsylvania. An election official just said last week that winners won't be announced Probably won't be announced on election night. It will take days for them to sort everything out. You know, I heard somebody say today, am I a Nazi fascist or am I just a normal person from 10 years ago? Because none of this stuff used to happen. Look at me. I'm not in my 30s. I've seen a few things and none of this used to happen. You remember when mail-in voting was something rare? Oh, <laughs> you have to go way back to like 2016. 
It was mostly used for deployed military and people who were citizens living overseas. Rare cases, people literally couldn't get out of their homes, they would also be able to send them in. But now, it's heavily lauded and pushed by Democrats. Why? It's safer. No, it's not. It creates chaos. May I propose chaos may be the point? Is not chaos uh, that uh, has you begging for someone to make it stop? Chaos breeds fear. There was a movie. Um, the movie was V for Vendetta. This is the mask uh, worn in V for Vendetta. In the film, the main character is rebelling against an oppressive government that used force and fear and propaganda. That way you could get people to do whatever it was they wanted them to do. I want you to remember this scene because the fear-mongering that's going on, it's gotten out of control in our government. Watch. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman, and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. Man, that's, I mean... Man, somebody's got to fix the gas problem. We had it fixed. Remember that? You got to go way back two years to remember that. Somebody's got to, we're going to go to war with Russia. Somebody's got to fix it. Mm -hmm. A chaotic election like the one in 2020 is exactly what they need to further justify to the American people just why they need us. So don't ask questions. Yeah, we will ask the questions here. If you do, they'll shut you down by calling you an election denier. I'm not an election denier. I believe elections are real. You get kicked off social media and deplatformed, and it ends, all of it ends up just like every other power play by the left, with the federal government being the one that has all of the power. Central control, especially with the electoral system, is the ultimate coup de grace. So, what makes for a secure and more or less trustworthy election? There's a few things you have to have. For instance, you gotta be a US citizen to vote. That's kind of important. You should have an ID and prove it's actually you. Now I know that one's tough because I don't ever see African Americans use airplanes or cars or anything like that. Another one I think we can all agree on, you should only vote once. That's it, once. You should vote on the time and within the state rules. That's important. And number five, I mean, if we want to be real sticklers, you need to be alive. Okay? Pretty much everybody believes in these things. These are the basic fundamental election tenets, and most Democrats are now attacking this, not the Democrat that lives next door to you. The people in Washington, why don't they want these things? Now, if you believe and stand up for one or two, you're, of course, a racist bigot and interfering with a U.S. election. If you question cases involving three, four, or five, you, of course, are an election denier. But we 
we know that the left doesn't really believe in any noble case for why the people that are in this country illegally should be able to vote, right? We know that they don't have any moral reason for attacking voter ID laws and making sure people only vote once and they're actually living. These are all bipartisan issues. This is one of the most popular issues in America. It's one of the things that we all agree on. Those rules. That's it. They should be asking these questions uh, just like the people they now call election deniers. Now, don't get me wrong. If a red wave happens next week, I'm sure 75 percent of them will start claiming that it was, uh, you know, an illegitimate election. They all got screwed somehow. That's what Democrats do. I don't want to do that, and I don't want Democrats to do that either. I'd like to have just a few simple rules that we always lived by and uh, get the results, you know, the same night. It's not that hard. My God, it's not that hard. But it is the chaos of their own making that they're interested in. No matter which side wins, there will be questions over the system that was put into place in 2020. Chaos will follow. And that is the entire point. That is the interference that they truly want. And it is also what will bring them closer to snatching national elections away from states. I saw something that just was amazing. At the same time, they're looking for election deniers and conspiracy theorists. Hillary Clinton has a blue and on conspiracy theory. Watch this. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Oh, and they're not making a secret of it. Oh, my gosh. The right wing controlled Supreme Court. Yeah. May be poised to rule on giving state legislatures. Yes, you heard me that correctly. State legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Oh, my gosh. Not the state. Are those is that what the right wing extremists are really planning to literally steal the next election? Holy cow. Now, Hillary did this for a group called indivisible. They're about bringing people together. You will stand together. Now, if that name sounds familiar, you're probably remembering their team up in 2017 with Obama's group organizing for action. They got together to provide activists with a manual that describes in detail how organizers should flood events in red states to make it appear as though Trump was more unpopular than he actually was. This whole thing called for, quote, unfavorable exchanges caught on video. And the goal was to, quote, make Republicans, even from safe districts, second guess their support for the Trump agenda. End quote. Wow, that seems like election interference, doesn't it? The material was used in town hall meetings all over the country, sometimes devolving into intimidation and violence. Now. They've apparently teamed up with Hillary Clinton to, quote, crush the coup. Wow, crush the So they, she knows that there's this secret meeting, this cabal that wants a coup manipulating young voters. 
It, wait, isn't that what isn't that what Hillary is doing here? Isn't that what Hillary is all about? Can you imagine if I got on tonight and I told you about a conspiracy of a coup that's going to happen in the next two years? And that coup is going to happen because they're going to use the Supreme Court to uh, rule that legislatures actually make the rules. It would get deleted in under five minutes. It would be labeled misinformation and election interference. The FBI probably would be at my house. Okay. What they're referencing is the Supreme Court's decision to review a North Carolina case over how much power a state has in setting their own elections. That's it. But Hillary Clinton and Indivisible turned that into a vast right-wing conspiracy. Now, how has it gone on this far, where the Supreme Court now has to weigh in? I mean, how is it even a question over state legislatures having the ultimate power in setting their election rules? I mean, I can't even think of the source of something. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's right here in this vast right-wing conspiracy manifesto. I smuggled this copy out of a militia group's safe house. <laughs> they call it Article 1, Section 4, <laughs> right? It's in something they like to call the Constitution. Pfft, who's ever even heard of that? Here it is, Article, uh, uh, Article 1, Section 4, the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed by each state by the legislature. Oh! They're going to use this document to pull off a coup. People who believe that I think would call it a coup. They're not even smart enough to understand the P is silent. It's that pesky document again, standing in their way and foiling all of their plans, just like Scooby-Doo and their pals in the van. But this reveals exactly what their endgame was all along. They can't afford to allow states to, I don't know, do what they've always done and set their own election rules as stated in the Constitution. They have to strip that power. A nationalized election is the goal, and chaos is the ladder they'll use to get there. I will show you the mayhem that is already cooked in the books when we come back. So when you, uh, when you walk out of your house in the morning, you turn back, you look at your house, what do you see? Do you see a place where you shelter your family, where you invite friends, where family gatherings and good place, it's safe, the hard work and sacrifice that you've put in over the years? Yeah, sometimes I, I see that. Other times I drive away and I'm like, wow, that thing is going to sink me. A financial burden a mortgage that you're struggling under. It just goes along with all the other financially draining bills that you have to pay. If that's what you are seeing in your house, um, I want you to call American Financing. I think it's, I think it's one out of every four Americans, I, I can't remember, but it's a lot of Americans, are now paying their grocery bills with credit cards because they don't have the cash. 
If you have a house, please consider refinancing now. A consolidation uh, loan will let you pay off those credit cards. The average person that calls American Financing, they save $695 every month. Now, it might be a little more or a little less for you, but $695 anywhere in that neighborhood helps you put the food on the table. Please call American Financing now, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. Okay, I want you to understand this is a long game and stripping away what little power states have is the eventual goal and nationalizing the election process is a huge checkmark on the progressive agenda. But they have to get away from this. They can't pull it off without some good old-fashioned chaos. The pandemic in 2020 election provided just that. States and activists scurried around to push in mail-in voting at an unprecedented rate. When it was all over, 65 million mail-in ballots were cast through the mail. 65 million. That shatters all kinds of records. Well, this was not normal, but we're not supposed to ask, hey, how did that work out? It was probably the most unprecedented election in our nation's history. But don't question the way any of it went down. Now, this is really not a hard thing to analyze. The more mail-in ballots that are being left at drop boxes and are floating around in the mail, the more people will question what's going on. It's common sense and protected by this document. Now, you would think the left would equally be concerned about this as I am or you are, but that's not the case. In the months following the chaos of the 2020 election, Democrats doubled down on pushing for expanded mail-in voting. Well, Joe Biden and the rest of his party tried to rush through a voting rights bill that would have gone against this and forced states to accept national mail-in ballots. Well, it passed the House, but later died in the Senate. And what did Chuck Schumer immediately try to do next? Well, he tried to assault the filibuster and remove the 60-vote threshold. They want this really bad. But this is a giant signal for those that are to come. The, the chaos attached to the massive voting, um, the mail-in voting, provides a window for the progressives to show why we have to have a nationalized system. And we're already being set up for more chaos next week. There are already several big races in two, on Tuesday that could decide who controls both the House and the Senate. Politico wants us all to know, you know, there's several places, could be days before we know. Really? My gosh. The Epic Times reported that mail-in ballot totals have already skyrocketed past 10 million across the U.S. Now, how is this not setting us up for the election 2020 2.0. There will be questions over the drop boxes. There will be questions over the massive amounts of mail-in ballots. And the labels of election deniers will be thrown around this time with possible federal consequences. Project Veritas already received a document from the FBI whistleblower that shows the feds are targeting misinformation as election crimes. Well, this is what it's come to. If someone has a question regarding the election, that is protected in the First Amendment. A protected question. But now it's a crime? 
The document was titled the 2022 midterm election social media analysis cheat sheet. They seem very concerned with what's going out over the Internet and social media. Now, I wonder if the FBI will looking in, are concerned or looking into Google manipulating searches, and we now know burying 83% of Republican campaign websites in the close Senate races. I have been telling you about Google's use of manipulating voters and highlighting the research of Dr. Robert Epstein, who was and I think is still a Democrat. Now more people are coming to the same conclusions, and it's still going on. It's getting worse. You think Biden's FBI is concerned about Google? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, probably not. What about the, quote, massive social media army that progressives built specifically to target the 2022 election? No one knows who's actually behind this. It was a shady LLC, and it was created uh, back in February. Well, that sounds totally legit, doesn't it? Now, imagine if Michael Flynn was behind this, or Steve Bannon. The FBI would be kicking down the door, but an anonymous leader with a shady LLC specifically to influence young voters, they don't care. But what can the FBI really do here? The Biden administration themselves are weaponizing platforms like TikTok to influence young voters, working with the Chinese, and they're targeting misinformation as the stated goal, which sounds awfully suspicious. I mean, it sounds weirdly like what the FBI whistleblower recently leaked. The government appears all too willing to attempt to shut down the ability to simply ask honest questions, while at the same time, the left is engaging in their own forms of interference or misinformation. Just a few weeks ago, something we talked about six months ago, Axios reported that Democratic operatives have set up, quote, a sprawling network of media outlets that give the appearance of being small local news outlets. Sound familiar if you watch this show? They popped up under names like the Milwaukee Metro Times, the Mecklenburg Herald, and the Tri-City Report. But when locals are expecting to get local news, they're getting bombarded with left-wing progressive bullcrap. Oh, and it's all coming from your supposed local outlets. And purely coincidentally, they're all in swing states. Now, most of the content is produced by a group called the American Independent. Who founded this? Hillary Clinton's lapdog, David Brock, who also founded Media Matters. You know, the people who are looking for the truth. So if merely questioning the security of mail-in voting is misinformation, and to call somebody an election denier because they do it, that's tantamount to election interference then how do you classify a Hillary Clinton advocate manipulating swing state voters by tricking them into thinking they're watching their local news and giving them propaganda? That seem like misinformation at all. Question mail-in voting? Send in the FBI. Trick local voters with a purpose to swing an election? No big deal. Nothing to see here. Governors Abbott and DeSantis have made headlines busing illegals into places like Washington, D.C. Huh. Well, 
What did they just do in D.C., the city council? They just recently voted unanimously to an initial vote to allow illegals to vote. Wouldn't that be election interference? Because kind of sounds that way to me, maybe. All of the points, all of this, it points to something very disturbing and more questions going forward. More questions beget more chaos. And you have to wonder if that's not the entire point. You have to wonder that what we saw during the 2020 election and after was moving towards something much larger. And what was that biggest interference in 2020? Well, I'll show you the truth when we come back. So I am still trying to figure out what we can or cannot say when it comes to what happened during the 2020 election or being able to discuss any of this. If we're still on YouTube tomorrow, uh, I guess we'll have some of our answers, maybe. What classifies, uh, as per Democrats, and now apparently the FBI, someone who spreads misinformation, an election denier, or election interference, I don't know what any of that means anymore. Is there a private group or politician or think tank that publicly questions mass mail-in voting? How about, and follow me through on this one, and I'm going to use a very specific word, a cabal of activists, unions, CEOs, and politicians that, to, that attempt to impose their will on state voting systems and laws. Now, if there was that cabal, would that be election interference? You would say yes, right? A cabal is doing that secretly? Well, that's exactly what happened in 2020. Totally serious, no joke. Left-wing election interference is actually now bragged about right in the open. They have no fear because they control everything. They can speak out about this on any platform to whomever they want. But you cannot question the results or mass mail-in voting or Google. You're a conspiracy theory theorist. The, the hubris of this is insane. So where did it come from? Well, a pretty credible source, with the left at least, Time Magazine. This is Time Magazine that was posted just a month after Biden took the office. Quote, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. Saved it from what? A shadow campaign? An alternate title could be how Democrats interfered with the 2020 election. But maybe that title's a little too on the nose. I want you to listen to this quote from Time magazine. A well-funded cabal of powerful people raging, uh, ranging across industries and ideologies working together behind the scenes to influence perceptions, change rules and laws, steer media coverage, and control the flow of information. <laughs> wow! Influencing perceptions. Does that include misinformation? Is that covering that umbrella big enough? 
but I thought any attempt to influence an election was a bad thing. No, not in this case. Well, let's read on and see what they accomplished. Quote, their work touched every aspect of the election. Think of that. They got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. I'm sorry, but how is this not election interference? They changed state election laws. Now, I'm sure you've heard election conspiracy a lot over the past few years, but this article literally calls what progressives were doing as, quote, a conspiracy to save the 2020 election. (sighs) Now, I don't think the word hubris even is adequate here. The attempt to change state voting laws that's described here matches up perfectly from the reporting just before the election. PBS called it the most litigated presidential election in recent history. Over 200 lawsuits were launched to enable uh, enable mass mail-in voting. This is why the Supreme Court kept throwing Trump out. You You should have been there for the litigation earlier. A large portion of uh, that assault was the doings of Democrat and Hillary Clinton lawyer Mark Elias. Know that name? The Time Magazine article goes on to mention an alliance with a group called Fight Back Table. Name sound familiar? Boy, if you watch this show every week, you know all about this stuff. About two months before the election, I told you something called the Transition Integrity Project. They produced this document, which were the results of an election night war game. It talked about mass civil unrest should Trump win and crazy concessions that they might try and force Trump to agree upon, like, quote, abolish the federal electoral college, give Puerto Rico and D.C. statehood, and divide California into five states for better Senate representation. I know this sounds crazy, but it's there in black and white. You wouldn't believe the people I tried to warn about this. I warned President Trump for six months trying to get anyone in the White House to pay attention. They missed it. Now it appears that the Transition Integrity Project was just one single part of the much larger, quoting them, cabal. As per time, the conspiracy cabal stretched to Congress, Silicon Valley, and the nation's state houses. Isn't this all you need to know that business and our government now are one? There's one more thing they needed. They needed uh, something uh, to take this interference truly national. They needed money. This is where Mark Zuckerberg came into play, because remember, they didn't control the, the government coffers yet. Molly Hemingway literally wrote a book on exposing the Zuckerbergs and what they did in the 2020 election. You've got to read this book. It is so critical. It's called Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and Democrats Seized Our Elections, and it explains everything in detail, in a nutshell. The Zuckerbergs gifted nearly half a billion dollars to two left-wing groups 
who then gave the cash to government election officials. But just didn't give it. I mean, when you take money, you should always ask first, what do you want in exchange for that? Well, they were cool with it. As per the Federalists, those strings included, quote, Democrat get out the vote efforts, mass mail-in voting, and ballot curing, whereby election workers fix mail-in ballot problems after the ballot has already been submitted. And the voting centers where the Zuckerbergs went to were targeted areas where the large concentrations of Democratic voters were. Private money was going directly to state election sites with the purpose of helping, a.k.a. interference. So how is this even remotely legal? Why isn't the Trump organization with its billions of dollars doing the exact same thing for the midterms right now? Probably because it wouldn't be legal. If you notice, Democrats and the left never dispute this claim. Never. They never went after Molly Hemingway for exposing this, nor they try to call anyone an election denier over this. As about uh, a month ago, the Zuckerberg case was still going through the legal gambit. It isn't a question of whether they did it. The question is, will anyone be punished for it? But I think this Zuckerberg thing kicked off a new strategy for the progressives. They want to dictate to the states the election laws and services. But in the future, it will not be private funds influencing the election. It will be the government influencing the election. I will lay that all out for you next. Get a migraine after all of this stuff. I've learned a few things in the last 15 years watching the progressives work, and I've learned that there's two ways. They have two tells. One, they accuse someone of something. You're a fascist. You just want just a big government that tells everybody what to do. No, this prohibits that. So you must be wanting that. They always tell you whatever they accuse you of, they're doing. Okay. The other thing is take them at their word. In the last few years, take them at their word. They are so arrogant right now that they tell you, they tell you what they're going to do. And then they do it. And as they're doing it, they call it a conspiracy theory. And you're like, wait, what? So what can we learn from tonight's show? There is an answer. If you look at all of this sequentially, it all points to one thing. In 2020, Democratic operatives were using the court to strip away the power of state legislatures and change their election laws. A cabal, their words, not mine, was weaponizing big tech CEOs from big corporations and politicians to further change state election laws and services. They used private funds to manipulate state voting centers. In 2021, Democrats tried to push a bill that eroded the ability of the state to dictate how they run their elections. When that failed, they tried to kill the filibuster in response. When all of the above failed, and also in 2021, Joe Biden gave a secretive 
executive order that granted, granted the federal bureaucracy unknown election directives. More on that in a second. And as of 2022, Democrats are still using the courts to further diminish the state's abilities to conduct elections. It all adds up to one thing. And Hillary Clinton just told us what they're going to do over the next two years. Watch. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures. Now, let me just ask an honest question. Did you hear the contempt in her voice every time she said the word legislature? That is what's printed in the Constitution. That's who decides how these rules work. Every time she said it, an electoral college or anything that did not promote central control. And that is what this has all been about the whole time. It has been the election theme since 2020. They pushed a system loaded with doubt. When questions arose, chaos ensued. They doubled down on everything that made it all chaotic. The one stopgap was the state's power to set their own rules. So it's been step by step moving towards eroding that power. They want to nationalize elections and they really don't care what this says at all. Okay. Have you noticed they also are, they're doing the same thing with fuel. They are collapsing our fuel. They're collapsing our energy. We are now in a situation where we have two days worth of uh, diesel fuel in the East. They're saying we could run out and have a couple of days with no diesel fuel. Well, that only stops all trucking and all diesel engine trains. So what are they also talking about at the same time? They just began talking about nationalizing the oil industry and the gas industry. Here they go. They've caused the problems in the election. What are they talking about now? Nationalizing the election. Before they get that done, they've been taking under the radar steps that make government election interference a real possibility. Remember how the Zuckerbucks operation worked? Private money was being gifted to left-wing organizations, then given directly to state election centers with strings attached. I think this uh, was used as a model by the Biden administration, but at the federal level. In March 2021, Biden issued this executive order promoting access to voting. Now, if you're curious about what's actually in this executive order, you're not alone because no one knows. It has a bunch of junk about non-white people not being able to vote. I guess the left slept through the civil rights era, but beyond that, it doesn't say much, except for this, executive departments and agencies. So that's basically the whole government. 
should partner with state, local, tribal, and territorial election officials and protect and promote the exercise of the right to vote, eliminate discrimination and other barriers to voting, and expand voter access and access to voter registration and accurate election information. Well, that sounds great. Wait a minute. Isn't that exactly what, wait a minute, isn't that exactly what Mark Zuckerberg did? Only now the federal government isn't using Zuckerbucks. They're using Biden bucks, which are actually your bucks. The big problem with this is obvious. The Zuckerbucks flowed to state government election sites, but with strings attached for Democrats. Biden bucks are going to be your tax dollars employed by the weaponized federal bureaucracy and no one will know what strings are attached. This is why this is never done and why it shouldn't ever, ever be done. Is this currently happening right now? I don't know. It's not because no one has asked. There are multiple requests and FOIAs on what this executive order even means. But the Biden administration won't answer any of those. Don't we have a right in here to petition our federal government? The Department of Justice is, quote, stonewalling all the requests for information. How can they get away with that? Well, the DOJ stated on October 21st that if they released any kind of explanation, it would cause, quote, public confusion. Hmm. Is that because we're so dumb? I'm confused by they use big words like and and but. So, yes, the government is doing something, but it will cause you confusion. So it's being kept a secret intentionally because we're all too dumb to know the truth. This is your country. They work for you. The message is very clear from progressives on what they want. A powerful and secret bureaucracy. Less state involvement. A neutered state legislature. And ultimately, a nationalized election. So what do we do? Well, if we don't want any of what they've shown us um, that they're doing then we have to fight back. But how do we? We need to keep pushing on bureaucratic transparency. An executive order that defies the U.S. Constitution should be challenged when and if Republicans win the House and the Senate next week. This cannot continue in secrecy, and your representatives need to know this is an issue for you. Contact organizations like Judicial Watch that have the means to go after the federal government legally. Our states are currently also under attack. We need to concentrate on who we are electing in state legislatures. They need to draw a line in the sand over the power given to them by the Constitution. And that line needs to be held at all cost. Next week is the election. Next Tuesday night, I am hosting the Blaze TV coverage. And this is an important night. If we don't actually stop the madness now, 
I'm not sure we make it to 2024 as a republic. Even if we do vote the right way, I think a lot of chaos is coming. It is. We mess things up. We have to pay the price. But if we stay strong and together, we'll make it. Now, whether that be in the streets, legal battles over results, results taking too long because of mail-in ballot, I'm not sure. But all of this will be used by progressives either way to further push towards central control over future elections. You need to know who they are. Lock your arms with your state legislatures and let them know that you do not support federal encroachment on state rights. If we don't, the 2024 election will, could be all but lost. Back in a minute. I need you to understand one last thing. The left has now, um, they have control of the DOJ and the FBI, and they have made it illegal for me to tell you things like I told you tonight, if they decide to classify that as misinformation. This is why I beg of you, please join us at blazetv.com slash midterms. Use the promo code REDWAVE. Get $30 off the price of your subscription. We have to stick together. We have to stand for our country. Good night.